G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. An update today with a new Christian ministry that launched just over a year ago. Now, it's amazing what happens when friends get together and decide to do something about serious situations, even when they're in other nations. The new ministry called Redeemer Ministries began to get a focus on helping families in Pakistan who are caught up in a generational form of slavery. So far, in just the first year, they've already helped to release 19 families from the brick kilns of Pakistan and 17 families are now practicing Christians. Now remember, this is just the first year and of course there are a whole lot of schools that have been established in the brick kilns and there are more to come and there are some mobile medical vans with volunteer doctors visiting the brick kilns. Let's get an update on how things are progressing. Stephen Downey from Redeemer Ministries is back for an update on the work. Stephen, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, it's a very great pleasure to be with you. Stephen, just a year old, and uh, it's just a month or two, I think, since we last spoke, and there's been all sorts of developments that have been going on since then. Uh, Let's get a a focus on these families that are being released out of these brick kiln, and we'd we'd call it slavery. It's a form of slavery. Just explain for us how this captures generations and keeps these generations working for next to nothing in these brick kilns. Yes, well, we've been able to release families where the father might be 35, 40 years of age, and he was born in the brick kiln. And his parents were also working in the brick kiln. And he has to also take on their debt. And so by the time we get to them, you know, they might have a debt anything from two and a half thousand beyond that, mainly because of accident or illness or something like that that had to go to hospital and they only get two dollars a day so they're literally in a state of cruelty and when we see them very depressed despairing and a total hopelessness on their faces and in their lives totally hopeless i'm going to ask you about some of these families in just a moment but Before we do, just uh, confirm here, there's something like 20,000 of these brick kilns that are scattered throughout Pakistan and an average of 80 or 100 people working in each one of these brick kilns. And the same sort of process keeps families enslaved generationally because of the debts that are created and such, as you say, $2 a day, low wages. Uh, 20,000, that's a huge number. So there's a huge work to do here if you're going to help people out of this situation. Yes, that's true. Um, And you sort of wonder where is this all going to go because we know that what we're doing is a drop in the bucket. 
and it's going to be replaced. A family is going to replace as soon as we release a family from the brick kiln. We, we know that. Of course, for the family, it's totally life-changing for them. But we realise that we're dealing with a systemic problem, a problem that is right through the whole country. And we've wondered whether we should try to make some impression upon that systemic problem. We've thought, for example, about should we try to manage a brick kiln? Should we even think about taking over a brick kiln and and running it according to Christian principles and decent wages and looking after the people and all of those things? Well, we've actually met a man who's been there for 35 years and he's been running a brick kiln and uh, he's found it very, very difficult to make any change on the really big problem, the governmental problem uh, that, that is there. As you say, there are systemic issues and if you yeah. release one family, another family comes in and takes their place, but... Let's talk about the ones who are redeemed. Knowing that word yes. redeemed is about releasing people from chains uh, to a place yes. of freedom. So let's talk about some before and after stories. There's a bunch of families that you've been able to help over this past year. Uh, which one comes to mind as we tell a story of one of these families? Well, if I just say one family, I mean, their life has totally changed. They're given accommodation in the community for three months. They're given free food for three months. We help them to get them on their feet. And they're given a donkey and a cart to do their work. Now, it's a very humble job, I know, and um, but they have the dignity of working for their families. Now, some of them have actually uh, got another job, given the donkey and the cart to an elder son, or some of them have even sold the donkey and the cart, and moved on to a job which is paying more money. Now, that's fine, because we don't want them to get into the welfare trap. We want them to work. And and one of our really big encouragements for all of these families is to be a part of the church, to be a part of the community, and to work for your family. That's a very, very important point that we make. Now, that is happening. The families are working, the children are in school, and, well, there are 17 families that are practising Christians within the church. It's a a really wonderful story. You've got a system that is in place, and it's helping then to free these families from these challenging times that they have in the brick kilns. When we talk about those who have converted to Christianity, that makes an issue for them. They come under the care of the church in Pakistan. What, which, yes. church, which church takes care of them? Well, it's called the Full Gospel Assemblies in Pakistan. It's a very evangelical church. And they have a, 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 an arrangement where people in the church look after them, watch over them, offer them pastoral care. And there are pastors there also willing to help them. So, you know, there is a good plan in place to encourage them. 
Stephen, I know that in places like Pakistan, they would have some laws, anti-conversion laws. Are some of your people facing any hardships because they've converted from Islam to Christianity? Yes, persecution is an ever-present problem. And it's particularly a problem with the Christian schools that we have because um, the schools are all ages. And when the girls get to about 10 years of age, they're in great danger because they can be abducted or kidnapped and then forced into um, the dominant religion of Pakistan and then forced to marry uh, an Islamic man who may already have three wives. Now, this is happening in the open. It's, it's not really a criminal offence. It, it's happening on a regular basis. Those girls have got to be looked after. And you've established something like 16 Christian schools and uh, yes. they're coming under this sort of pressure now because uh, no doubt in the Christian school environment uh, it's going to be frowned upon that, uh, that there might be these uh, child marriages. That is correct and they have to be very careful that no, no, uh, no behaviour takes place in that way. They've got to protect the children and, and of course... The Christian education is meant to help them become mature young people and, uh, you know, to be discerning, to learn to read and write, you know, a very basic elementary education. The main focus of the school is that it's to learn about Christian things. And just after one year, you've got 16 going on 20 of these Christian schools. I don't anticipate they're very sophisticated and probably don't have a lot of uh, substance by way of possessions, but you've got these schools and they've begun to function. So uh, growth for the future looks good. I wanted to ask you too about these mobile medical vans that you've got set up with volunteer doctors visiting these brick kilns. Uh, Last time we were talking, there was two. There's been an improvement on that number as well. Well, we've now got the funds for four mobile medical vans. This is really quite staggering to me that there's been this tremendous result of people seeing what is going on. Um, You know, the mobile medical vans vans are functioning with doctors and nurses, and particularly female doctors for the women of Pakistan, and just sort of makeshift waiting rooms. And, you know, there can be a line-up of 30 or 40 people just waiting to get help. And I'm absolutely thrilled with this because I believe that this compassion for the people is doing what our Lord would do. He preached the word and he showed compassion for the people. This is a very beautiful thing that's happening in Pakistan, in the brick kilns. I'm sure you're getting a great response wherever you have the opportunity to share these stories, Stephen. So for listeners today, how do you hope listeners might respond hearing what's going on, relatively new Christian ministry and doing something that is so practical, so worthwhile uh, helping those families and then those yes. that are converting to Christianity are coming under the care of those full gospel churches in Pakistan. Yes. What do you yes. hope listeners today might do in response to hearing these things? Well, I'm delighted to be able to share the story. That That's really important and the prayers of people would be very much appreciated. You know, it is um, 
It is a dangerous area in the world to become a Christian. There's no doubt about that. Um, they need our prayers and they need our our care. And uh, look, look, look. This is this is honest, Neil. I don't actually ask people for money. I find it just helpful to tell the story, to tell what's going on in the name of the Lord, and uh, I find people are happy with that, and people are satisfied with that, and we've been getting some really nice support for those ministries, the van, the schools, and the release of the families. I imagine, Stephen, that it's fairly inexpensive to get some of these facilities set up for people who are trapped in these brick kilns. And uh, and so a dollar goes a long way uh, in the area of Pakistan you're working in. So for people who do want to make a donation, no doubt you won't be uh, pushing them away and rejecting that. Uh, There is lots of ways that people can befriend and partner with you, whether it's being a prayer partner or being a financial contributor. I imagine you'd like to have some friends right across the board. Yes, indeed. You see, it it only costs $1,000 per year for a Christian teacher in the brick kilns of Pakistan. And we give them $100 to buy a mat because that's what happens. They're not on chairs or desks or in nice buildings. They're actually in pretty much what we would call a desert, in a very barren sort of area where they make bricks from the mud. And they're sitting on mats, and uh, then we give them $100 for books in, in, in to help them learn. And there's one Christian teacher for this whole age range of a school of about 30 to 40 children. Now, that, you know, that's brilliant, isn't it? $1,000 a year. Wow. Stephen, honour to you and your friends, because as we've mentioned, this is now just on a year old, and no doubt the best years are still ahead. No doubt there'll be some challenges along the way as well, but uh, just as you embrace new supporters and as you continue to expand the ministry that you're doing there in Pakistan, uh, no doubt there'll be some listeners who'll want to find out some more about your good work. Let me give the website for yes. connecting to Stephen Downey from Redeemer Ministries. It's redeemerministries.net, redeemerministries.net, working with families who are trapped in a form of slavery in brick kilns in Pakistan. And uh, redeemerministries.net, Stephen Downey, thanks so much for updating us today and uh, keep us abreast of things as we go and uh, we'll look forward to another update sometime in the new year. Thanks for being with us today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.